Today's opening quote is, to travel is to live. Hans Christian Andersen. Good people, this is Sharon Harris here. Welcome to another episode of the Hot Foot Rooms podcast. I actually, this, this is the birthday episode, people. It's been, it is my birthday. It's my birthday, it's my birthday, it's my birthday, yeah. I haven't got out of the habit of recording with my earrings and oh, bloody hell, I know better than that. Anyway, it's my birthday and I am currently on a beach in Barbados and it is technically the day after my birthday the day after I was actually born however I'm celebrating this entire weekend and the rest of the month so it is still my birthday and I really want to talk to you about the 48 hours around my actual birthday brace yourself people there's a lot to talk about okay I love Really wanted to figure out before I get into the show okay so this is as I said I'm on a beach I'm chilling it's nice middle of the afternoon what time is it two o'clock in Caribbean time and someone the DJ's playing some really nice reggae at the bar I thought it would set the mood you know really nice for that episode but the wind is mashing up things don't know if I'm gonna be able to record a show with the bag of wind in the background. I don't know how that's gonna work. I really wanna record this show, I'm like days behind. But lots been going on, people, man. When I tell you, you're gonna be like, this woman's crazy. So I just finished um, a bottle of Strongback juice. I can't remember what he calls you, you know. One last man on the road sold me some juice, right? Selling some idle juices. And sold me the Strongback juice. Let's call it Strongback juice, because in it, was sea moss, linseed, oats, almond milk, coconut milk, Guinness, and brandy. Yes, that's what I had for breakfast, people. Strong bad juice. And then I walked past one other raster man. He's like, wait, I see you with that strong bad juice. Jesus, girl. I'm like, okay, calm down, calm down. So yeah, let me see how I'm gonna get on with recording on the beach. So. People, it was my birthday on Thursday the 9th of August. So, on this travelling journey, right, there are two places that I said I really must go. One was Nicaragua and the other one was Grenada. Grenada in the Caribbean, not Grenada in Europe. So, uh, Nicaragua was really on the cards and I left... um, South America and then definitely when I when I was deciding to leave Aruba yes people I've actually left Aruba oh my god how did I forget to mention that four months in my home away from home I decided it was time to move on it has been it has been beautiful to me and uh, I didn't really like saying goodbye to people so I just made that super quick but I'm going to tell you all about that in a second and um, as I said, Costa Rica was not. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still drunk from the birthday. Nicaragua. 
was the option for leaving a river. Um, in all honesty, let me be honest, I'm not being ignorant, right? I'm not. I'm really not. But I got a bit tired of the Spanish. I can't speak Spanish people, okay? And I'm on the get-by business for months. And it was kind of stressful. Like, I've been trying to learn as well. It's not like I'm just out here going, can't you speak English? I'm genuinely trying to learn. Got my Duolingo, got my Google, Google Translate. I'm, I'm working it, but you know, it got to a point where I just wasn't making no progress, but everybody was progressively speaking to me. I turned to the dozen and I didn't understand. So I started to feel like going to another Spanish-speaking country at this moment in time, I just wasn't feeling. That's all. I just wasn't feeling at the moment because the language barrier was becoming a challenge for me. So anyway, suffice to say, I still wanted to go because there's some great history in Nicaragua. Um, it's not as overly touristy as um, places like Costa Rica and Guatemala. It's a lot cheaper because for many years it was um, kind of riddled by the drug issue, drug gangs, etc., and political violence in Nicaragua. So for many years, tourists weren't really frequenting it. And the tourism is starting to pick back up now, etc. So, you know, I was like, yeah, Nicaragua is the one. And they've got this massive volcano that hasn't erupted in many years, but it's full of volcanic ash and people volcano board. Like jump on a board and surf down a volcano. I'm like, shit, that's exciting to me. So it was on the cards. And I met somebody in Aruba, actually. I don't know if I ever told you this. I met someone in Aruba. Oh yeah, that was one of the guys, glasses and no glasses. Do you remember that story? Listen back to one of the episodes, you'll find out about the glasses and no glasses story. Anyway, no glasses told me um, he'd been to Nicaragua, one of his favorite places in Latin America. Um, and he's made some really good friends out there. And I said, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Nicaragua, but he suggested that I not go. He said, I've only just met you, I know. But I've got good friends out there and even they said to me, look, we don't think you should come out here right now. Some political violence had been erupting this year due to and around the elections that's taking place. We're just having some water, hold on. And it's been going on for a while this year. And although it's not affecting every part of the country, it's been having its issues. So he's like, look, you're traveling on your own. You don't know no one out there. I wouldn't recommend you going out there for now, which was a bit disappointing because I did really want to go, even with the language barrier. So second place is Grenada. And Grenada, I've always wanted to visit. And I always said that I'm going to Grenada to celebrate my birthday because Grenada Carnival, also known as Spice Mask. Watch the DJ getting excited with the rhythm selection, you know. Mm, hold on, let me wait for the tune to drop, hold on. Woo! It's really turned up the volume, isn't it? Uh, oh, I love this song. This is one of my favorites. 
go now. Sorry, I had to pause proceedings. I was too busy jamming. Okay, yeah, so, Grenada. One of the places I've always wanted to visit because their carnival falls around my birthday. And I'm a carnival person. You know this, people. I've said it a hundred million times already. So, carnival. This is the story. Make sure you're sitting comfortable. Okay, so, my birthday's coming up. I really didn't have any plans. I mean, I was going to be in Grenada, obviously. That was the plan. That was it. So, I didn't actually have a ticket for Grenada. And I didn't have any accommodation. But I was going to Grenada. That's just... That's just... It, there just is. Other things may or may not have happened on this journey. But I knew I was going to Grenada, right? So, rewind to about... A week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Maybe a Let's say two weeks for argument's sake. So I said, how about I look for a flight and some accommodation for this trip? Because I was already feeling it was time to leave Aruba. I spent four beautiful months in my little home away from home. And it was time to move on. Now, ironically, Two weeks ago, I just got a job. Have I talked about that already? Yeah, I've talked about that on another episode. So I just started working. And I've been wanting to work. I'm like, well, if I get myself a little works, I can stay there for a little bit longer. And, or I'll be able to travel a little bit more to other places, right? Anyway. I've got my little job. I've worked a week now. I'm like, hey people, I'm going away for my birthday. Hello, like, what? Like, yeah, it's my birthday next week. I'm not going to be here. Oh, so where are you going? Going to Grenada. Oh, have you got your ticket and everything? No, but I'm going. Oh, but how are you going, Sharon? You got no ticket? Don't worry about that. I'm going. I will not be at work. That's what you need to know. So anywho, I just so happened to message one of my friends in London, right? And I said, oh, any chance, you know, you have any idea about where I could stay in Grenada? He's like, Sharon, what, at this late stage? Carnival's next week. Yeah, 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 I know it's next week. I just thought I'd ask, you know, you might know a man who knows a man who might know something. Carnival's next week, Sharon. Yes, I know when it is, because it falls around my birthday. He's like, boy, you must be waiting on a miracle. I'm like, well, you know, God works miracles. I'm patient. I can work on a miracle. I can wait on a miracle. He's like, all right, I'll put a feel around Facebook, but I ain't expecting nothing. I'm like, cool, let's do that. Because I had found some accommodation on Airbnb and Booking.com and blah, blah, blah. They were A, insanely priced insanely expensive yes it's carnival season yes i was trying to get a booking the week before but i'm not going to pay that money and b i'm staying in either renting a private house myself or guest housing in the middle of nowhere and you know some islands in the country part it's just bush 
and trees and forestry and just far from town I'm not on that I'm not on that at all so I said I wasn't going to do any of those places nor was I going to buy a ticket until I had a place to stay obviously I can't buy a ticket if I haven't got nowhere to stay can I so say to my friend Michael big up Michael so Michael any joy he's like nah Sharon man what's your budget you better be prepared to pay more than your budget I'm like alright but I'm doing anything crazy he's like cool so fast forward now maybe the 6th of August he's now got a place for me he's like Sharon my cousin and Grenada just came back to the place make sure you hit them up quick 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 I said alright accommodation sorted we're in business I'm going Grenada innit Okay, so this is the re-recorded, inserted element of the podcast. So a few moments ago, I did mention that I'd lost the recording. Really annoying. Um, That's the one downside to the Anchor app, because that has actually happened to me before. That sometimes when I go to save, I do get buffering, and then for whatever reason after the thing stops buffering, I can't find, I can't find the segment. And when I've recorded straight through, so I might have spoken for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I've actually lost, lost a piece doing it that way as well. So that's why I tend to kind of chop up the podcast into sort of little bits, maybe three or four minutes and maybe put like a little interlude in between because I have actually lost pieces of the recording previously and I don't want to do don't want that to happen to me again so to lose five minutes is one thing even though that's quite annoying in itself but to lose 30 minutes when it comes off the top of the head people because this is all just me just talking head top style I don't I don't really write it down um there are some shows that will be coming up that I have written an outline for so for example I want to talk about talking more in detail about solo traveling and for that I'll have a guest on the show talking about um traveling as a family or uh, race in and travel or stuff like that I have um outlined those shows of course to 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 just prompt me with what I want to talk about when I come to the recording but that's still going to be coming off the top of the head so with it being my birthday show, why would I be writing about my birthday show? It's my birthday. I want to talk about it because it's my day, right? So I'm going to talk about it off the top of my head. Anywho, forget that. So as I was saying, accommodation was found. Cool. I'm in business. Call them up. Confirmed that it's still available. Got the rate. Put my name down. I'm told it's the last room fantastico it's got my name on it we're in business as i said i got a ticket now in my mind i'm in the caribbean so how hard can it really be i'm in the region it's not like i'm flying from england i'm in the region i'm like it's not going to be too expensive no the flight's only going to be a couple of hours max you know it's all good 
Initially, no, it was not all good. So my friend comes back to me, must have been the 6th of August to say, yeah, got your accommodation, I'm like, boom. I'm now looking for a flight on the 6th. Nothing. Nothing. I'm looking for a flight on the 7th. I'm up the whole night. I'll tell you the whole night, I fell asleep for two hours because the night before I barely slept. So now this night, I ain't sleeping. I tried to stay up the whole night. My body was like, nope, two hours of sleep. That's all I got. And I jumped up so upset with myself because I was planning to stay up the whole night, surfing all the sites I could find, man. Nothing. So, you know, there was one or two flights for like three and a half grand. Now, bear in mind, I'm going from Aruba to Grenada, okay? I'm not flying first. I'm not flying business. I'm not even flying premium. I'm flying put me on the plane class, okay? That's it. Just get me there for my birthday. I see flights for three and a half thousand pounds, taking 56 hours, flying via London. Uh, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't that desperate to go, but I'm desperate to go, right? So look, 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 look. Now, by now, I've now finalized my final payment on the place I'm staying at. And I have also told my job that not only am I going away for my birthday, I actually will not be returning to Aruba. I actually made that decision within like 24 hours. Please forgive the background noise because I'm currently recording in my hotel room. But this is a wonderful hotel that I'm going to tell you about. (laughs) And wonderfully rustic. That's that's like sophisticated code for something else. But anyway, the walls are paper thin. So you can hear everybody in here in the building you can also hear everything on the road every animal every rooster every car every conversation every coconut getting chopped you can hear that outside right so just work with me people i'm gonna get back to like a normal programming at some point whatever normal looks like anyway so on the eighth now i've i've told everybody Sorry, on the 7th, I've told everybody, look, I'm leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to Grenada. People are asking me about my flight. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a person, I don't like to lie. That's just my genuine nature. I don't like to lie. So at first, I'm obviously, I'm telling them the truth. I'm like, I haven't got a flight yet. You know, I'm just still looking, just thought, just, just, still trying to sort it out. And they're like, but you're leaving tomorrow. Then you're not leaving tomorrow. I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm starting to lie now. Yeah, what time's your flight? Um, it's in the evening. Yeah, okay, what time? Late. Then I'm off with my business. Now, I have no flight, like I said. So my bags are packed. I've tied up my room. I've paid my bill. I've told everyone bye. I've quit my job. I'm leaving. Got my accommodation. Yeah. So the morning of the 8th now, bags packed, 
I decide, obviously, I've got to find the flight. It's not even really one last crack. I have to find the flight. I'm ready to go. <laughs> My shit's ready, people. Like, seriously, I'm packed. All I need to do is call a cab. But I need a plane ticket, right? It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And this is the God's honest truth. Surfing the, surfing the internet, surfing the internet. I see a flight. Aruba to Barbados via Miami with a 16-hour layover. I said, okay. I then see a flight on a separate website from Barbados directly to the Grenada. The flight would now be, so that would be bringing me in on the evening on my birthday. So flying on the 8th, landing in Grenada on the 9th because of the 16-hour hour layover in Miami. And it was only like a two-hour layover in Barbados, if that. Trust me when I said I thought I was seeing things. I said, hold on a minute, let me look at this properly. Let me come out of it and go back in again. Because I've been looking for days now, people. I'm starting to get delirious. Shit's starting to look the same. I'm like, okay, that price is reasonable. Really? Okay, let's look at the Connect. Connecting flight, reasonable. Now, I said it's 12 noon, people. Okay. The, can, the flight from Aruba to Miami departs Aruba at 3.15 p.m. that day. I said I saw the flight at 12 noon and the flight was 3.15 p.m. that day. Now, and the second joke was <laughs> the connection from, so I'm let my, my American Airlines flight is going Aruba to Miami, Miami to Barbados. Then I've got a separate ticket to take me Barbados to Grenada direct. But the connect between landing in Barbados on American Airlines and catching my LIAT plane, which is not associated with the ticket that I've booked via American Airlines, unassociated, two separate tickets. The connection time between landing and departing was two hours, people. 180 minutes. I said, I'm taking the risks today. So, thank God the airport is only 20 minutes from where I was staying in, in, in Aruba, 20 minutes. So now, after 12, I booked the ticket, book, book, um, book both tickets. I went, oh, shit, yeah. When you're buying, when you're landing in the U.S., I, I don't really travel to the U.S. very often. So it's been quite a few years since I made this application. But there's like a, almost like a visa waiver for a number of different countries throughout, throughout the world, Europe, um, other countries globally. There is like a visa waiver. And to complete this visa waiver form, it's called an ESTA. E-S-T-A, I don't know what it stands for, but it's like a visa waiver. So I don't need a visa, but I do need to complete in this online form. It's quite long-winded, um, and you pay a fee. Now, I'm rushing like a crazy person. I've got a flight to catch. Time is ticking. I don't even actually have three hours because 3.15 is departure time. I'm supposed to be at the airport minimum two hours before the flight is. So that would make it 1.15 p.m. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I was doing at 1.15. But anyway, 
filled into the to the websites come up now for the Esther. I filled in the form, go to make the payment. The fee is 88 US dollars. I thought, what? That seems expensive. I'm not shit. I'm in a rush, man. I can't be bothered to fucking look around for the cheapest quote. Forget that. This must be the real deal. It's 88, it's 88 dollars anyway. So I've made the payment. I booked my two flights. I paid for my luggage. My bags are all packed. I think, oh, shit, I've got to go down the road because I want to tip the cleaning lady. I didn't have any cash on me. Went down the road in the office. I need money for my taxi. I had no cash on me. Um, I thought, let me have a little bit of money when I get to the airport so it's on my card because I didn't want to draw out any money that's unnecessary because the last thing you want to do is get stuck with foreign currency because you know when you're changing foreign currency from particular parts of the world, in fact, anywhere, including USA, I'm going to get less pounds from my US dollars. So why am I going to keep them? Don't need it. Let me take what I need only. So I fly to the cash point like a sweaty rat um, and then fly back. And now call the taxi before I've even brought my bags downstairs. I'm like, yeah, cool. No problem. It should come straight away. So said my goodbyes and everything. Gave the cleaning lady her tip. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the cab. So the cab turns up about 1.30. So I said to the lady, um, lady cab driver, I said, um, yeah, I just booked my flight, as in, I just booked it just now. She's like, okay, so what time's your flight? I said, it's 3.15. 3.15 today? I said, yeah. She's like, oh my God, we got to hurry up. I said, yeah, bless her. I wish I took her name. She put her foot down. Um, so it was my way less than 20 minutes. I think we got there in 10, yeah? threw the bags out of the car, ran inside, get to the counter. I'm trying to use the bloody self-service. I'm like, fuck this shit. This isn't working. I go all day. Get to the counter. Yeah, I get to the counter. just realized I lost a segment to my recording oh my gosh <sighs> that's just pissed me off anyway um I might go back and record it so if there's a chop in how this sounds it's because I lost a piece of the recording and I had to go back in and re reinsert and re-record it okay that's when you know a I ain't no professional just dropped the mic and this is like some rough and ready business people you have to work with it okay so where was I Esther applied for my Esther oh yes got to the airport she told me that the ticket hadn't been paid for like, that's interesting called the credit card company they said oh yeah we haven't taken payment for it like, all right so there's no payment for the ticket no we haven't there's no payment there's no request for payment I'm like cool so I say to the person at American Airlines, turns out the ticket hasn't been paid for. She's like, that's no problem. You can pay for it now. We'll charge you a fee. I'm like, okay. I'm at the airport, ready to rock and roll. Let's do that. Paid for the ticket. Paid for my bag. She's like, oh, but you're Esther. Tap, tap, tap on the computer. Did you apply for one? I said, yeah, I did. She's like, oh, it's not showing on the screen. Well, I've got my email confirming. She's like, oh, it's not showing on the screen. She goes, are you sure you put your passport details correctly? I said, yes, of course I did. I know I'm in a rush, but 
she's like mm, it's not showing i says lady i paid 88 dollars for that thing she's like no that's not correct and esther should be no more than 14 dollars i said oh shit she's like mm. so i show her the receipt she's like yeah that's fraud excuse me yeah that's a fraudulent website she goes it happens all the time what i just paid 88 dollars to be defrauded somebody's got all my personal details my credit card my passport details my address fuck man she's like yeah happens all the time sorry so she calls me into the office the airport office and then i reapply for another esther which gets confirmed immediately after i press send the credit card company had already confirmed that the 88 dollars had come out of my account when i was checking about the flight i'm like cool they had confirmed that the payment for my connecting ticket barbados to grenada had already been paid because i was checking all my transactions cool i go to check in i'm i'm cutting it cutting it fine now people they put out the last boarding call for sharon harris that's how fine i'm cutting it the lady gives me my paper she's like don't stop for nothing so you know fucking security it had to be the longest shit to keep me there in it damn it so i'm in the security line why don't they put out more stuff you see people are trying to get places it's busy go through security go through security and i'd always start thinking shit i've been in the river for four months right oh damn i better leave now i bet i hope that they don't give me hassle when i get to the airport anyway no major hassle just asked me some dumb questions but no hassle got through everything sweet go on now to security my hand luggage is going through the check-in through the scanner my handbag is going through the scanner they put it back in again i'm like why are you putting it in again i gotta go excuse me arms um, harris is this your bag i'm like yeah do you have um do you have a pocket knife in your bag pardon do you have a pocket knife in your bag miss harris oh shit i left my swiss army knife in my handbag i never leave anywhere without my swiss army knife that is like my traveling companion everywhere i go army knife goes and i'm not opening one with that shit people okay that's my cody everywhere i go knife is in thy bag sometimes i need it to cut some things with because i don't like other people's cutlery sometimes i need it you know to cut open a plastic packaging sometimes i might need it because i might need to drink something with it you never know i might need to drink someone with it anyway there'll be no joking anybody so it got confiscated at security so onto the plane i go by the hair of my teeth hair of my chin maybe though there's no hair in my teeth or on my chin but you know what i mean right on my way last boarding call sharon harris are you sharon yeah i'm the one that's sweaty and flustered it must be me like yeah 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 come on come on come on come on get on the plane everything's cool flight's comfy land in barbados land in miami i'm sorry so my stopover is 16 hours right i get to miami now this is where the next set of drama begins people
was just being um I was entertaining the approach of a of a entrepreneurial rasta man on the beach. Okay. I'm finished, yeah. Okay. I'm finished. Thank you. I'll take this one. And um what was I saying? I was just being entertained by an entrepreneurial rasta man. I got two pineapples for the price of one because it's my birthday. Anyway, get to Miami and the layover is 16 hours. So I got in at a reasonable time. So I thought, oh, I want to try and enjoy the city. I think I got in about 6.30 p.m. So I said, all right. Let me, I caught up with my friend, just let her know where I am and everything. So let me go and get myself some food, get myself a cocktail, and hit the road. Got myself a little um, strawberry daiquiri to start things off with my conch fritters, and then I got myself a zombie. Anyone that drinks cocktails know that a zombie is usually the one that just done the dance. It's, it's the knockout drink. It's the Iron Mike Tyson of yesteryear cocktails. And that's exactly what it did. So. The lady at the bar was saying to me, oh my gosh, you've got so much time. Why don't you go down to South Beach? Why don't you go into, um, go to Ocean Drive, you have a great time. The place doesn't sleep. And then you can party until like five o'clock, come back, get ready to board the plane. I'm like, cool. You know, after I had the zombie, right, I found someone to sit down. I fell asleep until 4 a.m. I didn't even bring in my own birthday. I fell asleep at like 10 to midnight. I tried to stay, <laughs> tried to stay awake, right? Sleep said not tonight, Sharon. Just go to bed. So I fell asleep, right, till about 4, 4, 4 30. But I'm sleeping on the benches with the rest of the people that are just waiting, right? Forgive me, I'm eating fresh pineapple, so I'm just gonna munch it whilst I'm recording. It's wrong, I know. It's great. Anyway, remember I told you I'm on the beach, right? And people are singing and music's thumping. Anyway, so about 4:30, five o'clock. Because even though I slept, I need to sleep, sleep. You know, I've got like my rucksack with me and my handbag, and I'm just there on the benches, just trying to hold a sleep while trying to hold on to my. Oh my gosh, how could I forget to tell you? There's many layers to this birthday 48 hour drama. So let me just backtrack slightly. So, hold on, they've turned up the volume again, hold on. Unfortunately, I could not complete this episode um, recording on the beach it just wasn't working out for me it got too noisy and too windy so it just it wasn't working I tried them um, I tried but it didn't work so I was enjoying the moment I was truly having a great time on the beach I'm celebrating I'm in Barbados impromptu I'm having a boom time just watching the sun set on the beach and people's vibing. I'm drinking two cocktails. I'm entertaining. 
the approach of um, a wonderful men's them on the beach. And um, yeah, it wasn't working. So I'm going to complete the episode off the beach. So as I said, let me just backtrack. So I land in Miami. As I said, I caught up with my friend. And I caught up with my friend in the UK by, by um, via WhatsApp. And we were on the phone for a little while because I was just giving her the rundown of what had been happening for the day. So I arrived now after after she and I had spoken. After she and I had spoken and I messaged a couple of people to say I'm in Miami, blah, blah, blah. I go to collect my bag from the bag carousel. Now the flight had now landed a good... 40 minutes ago. So by now, my bag should just be propped up. So go down to bag carousel. I'm told that American Airlines bags are carousel 25. I'm like, cool. Water 25. I see nothing. No bag that belongs to me. So I asked again. And they said, oh, it's 22. I'm like, oh, cool. Go to 22. I see nothing. Plenty bags are still are standing up, none of them are mine. So I go back to the counter, I said, excuse me, which one is the bag? Which one is the carousel? He said, 25. Give me attitude. I go to 25, I see no bag, I go back to 22. I said, hello, what's going on? I'm trying to get my bag. Um, my luggage should really be here by now because the flight came in over 45 minutes ago and luggage is basically no longer coming off the carousel so he's like oh what was your flight I said Aruba to Barbados where I had to stop over in Miami in fact I wanted to know if I really needed to take my bag with me or whether it was going to go on to Barbados I was really hoping that I didn't need to collect my bag it was going onward that way I can enjoy the city just my handbag and my rucksack or put my rucksack in hold or whatever anyway I was merely going there to find out, since I hadn't seen it, that must mean it's gone onward. So he tap taps up in the computer. I'm like, yeah, my bag. He's like, tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Your bag got left. Pardon? Yeah, your bag got left. Ever so nonchalant, you know. I said, left where? He said, oh, tap, tap. Your bag's in Aruba. Pardon? Your bag is in Aruba. Come again? I'm here in Miami. He's like, no, your bag is. Your bag got left. I said, look, dude, it's my birthday tomorrow. And this sounds like a really bad joke to me. So I'll ask again about my bag. Two-tone blue North Face duffel bag. Where is it? He says... It is in Aruba. People, I told you about the fact that my ticket wasn't paid, right? But some money's now come out. I told you that some fuckers defrauded me online. I get to Miami for my bag. They tell me it is still on the island of Aruba. I said, but dude, I'm not going there. Welcome to my bag. What you're going to need to do, yeah, is um, if you call this number, 
don't tell them that you're at the airport because basically I can't open a claim for you until you've got to Barbados. I said, by which time I will have no clothes other than what I've got on my back. He's like, yeah. And then how long is it going to take to get to Barbados? Remember, I, that, I said, listen, that's not my final destination. I've got a connecting flight onwards. He's like, yeah, but your bag's not here and there isn't anything I can do about that. You could call this number, though. Just tell them, just request that you want your bag to, to come on, come, come to Barbados as soon as possible. I said, but I'm not going to be in Barbados. I'm going to Grenada. Yeah. That's the best I can do, I'm afraid. So I walk off in true disbelief. I'm like, I can't believe this shit's happening. Anyway, um, fast forward now. I've fallen asleep, so I didn't bring my birthday in. I found a little spot. I'm now sleeping. So I'm sleeping on some random benches in a random part of the airport. And it's about 4, 4.30, and I can hear one of the airport staff. She's banging on a door that's close to me. And she sent her, she's now taking the piss out of her colleague. Wake up, wake up, we've got work to do. Wake up, wake up. So behind there is another one of her colleagues wheeling, wheeling the trolley. Now, this is like 4.30 in the morning. I've got all kind of crustacean in my eyeballs. So I'm looking over, and I'm like... They're wheeling bags. One of them bags is mine. I know it is. Now I have no I have no information to say that that's my bag on one of them trolleys amongst the bags of bags that looks like it's getting wheeled, wheeled into lost and found. One of them bags is my bag. So I jump out my seat. I see my bag. I saw my bag before I jumped up. And it is so crazy. So imagine it's the, those big luggage trolleys. They're kind of U-shaped. And bags are just piled up, piled up. And about maybe a metre away, two, no, probably two metres away, if that. Two metres away, I see the handle to my duffel bag. Amongst the bag of bags, I said, Hallelujah. My bag has arrived. I jumped up and said, hello, excuse me. That's my bag. He's like, really? Yes. He's like, you're, you're still waiting on the bag? Yes. That's my bag. Here's my passport. I've got my driving license. I'm a ticket if you need to see it all. I've got it all. I just want my bag. He's like, okay, no problem. I said, do I need to sign anything? Because that's my bag. He's like, no, no problem. Um, yeah, sure. I'll just see your ID and you can take your bag. I've I never been so happy to grab that 50 pounds worth of bag. bag. 50 pounds of weight, people. That's how much the bag weighs. So I grabbed my bag, ever so happy. And there's a little tag on it saying, rush. The bag had gone from Aruba to Charlotte, I believe is in North Carolina, USA, even though I'm going on to friggin' Miami people, but they put a rush tag on it. So it arrived in Miami during my layover period, which was, which was still good. But it was going to end up in the middle of, I don't know where, because I wouldn't have been expecting it to be in Lost and Found. I would have got on my plane, gone to Barbados with the clothes on my back, cursing. Cussing Blue Murder with my bag. Anyway, I lucked out and I was blessed. A bag came came through cool messaged my friend told her 
bags done, sort out. So by this time now, I've now received an email confirming that basically I had been bumped off of my flight from Barbados to Grenada. There is no flight available at that time for Sharon Harris to board because the flight is now completely full. I paid for this flight, people. Credit card company confirmed that the money had been taken. But I've received an email now this morning confirming that there is no flight. So, sorry, let me just backtrack. I had received the email some hours earlier saying that the flight was full. But because I had already paid for it and my credit card company confirmed that this is a, has, has been paid for, I didn't business, I was turning up. As far as I was concerned, I paid my money. Credit card company said money's been taken. I'm getting on the plane. So somebody obviously is, is not well today to get on a plane that seats mine. Or whatever the case may be, I have to take someone off. I don't care, I paid. I'm boarding. However, now, by the morning, the email, as I said, is confirmed. You know, I'm not getting on for definite. I've called my bank about something else. And I asked them to check the flight. And they said, you have received a refund for that flight. Shit. There's no flight. So it's coming now for me to check in. Time's coming up for me to now check in to go to from Miami to Barbados. So in that time, my friend, my friend had arranged for me, because I told her what was going on, she'd arranged for me, she's like, look, stay at my friend's, he's fine with it, he's got space for you, no problem, I'll come pick you up from the airport, just let him know what time and everything's blessed, you're sorted. I said, cool. So... But it wasn't my intention to be in Barbados. It was my intention to go to Grenada. Anyway, I get to the counter, check-in counter and stuff, giving him my bits and pieces. No, I tried to use the self-service. Self-service kept giving me some error. I'm like, fuck the self-service. I don't know why they keep creating these modern technologies that are really just slowing down shit, Okay. And it's not even manned or personed. There's no staff hanging around. So if you have an error, you can't ask no one. When you press the help, the help ain't helping. So I said, fuck it. Excuse me, excuse me, hello, can I get some help, please? Puts his, um, puts my details in. So I said, yeah, that's the third time I've got that error message. I don't know what's going on. He said to me, have you got um, a return ticket? I said, no. He said, do you have an onward journey from Barbados? And I said, well, yes, I had an onward journey onto Grenada. Barbados is not my final destination. But I've just now received confirmation that um, I won't be able to board that flight. The flight is full. I've been bumped off. So I said, I guess, whatever that means. He's like, yeah, you'll need to go to the counter. I said, all right, fine. I could have done that in the first place. Go to the counter. Doop, 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 doop. Hi, counter person. I was trying to use the self-service, but it wasn't working. He's like, cool, no problem. Puts in my details. He's like, um, Ms. Harris, do you have an onward 
journey or a return ticket at all from Barbados. And I said, told him my story, got bumped off, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, Miss Harris, you will not be able to board the plane today. Say what? No comprende, no entiendo. Need to go on the flight. He's like, no, I'm sorry, madam, you won't be able to board the plane. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, look, um, Barbados has strict immigration rules. Anyone entering the country needs to provide full evidence of their onward journey or their return ticket. So having heard your story, which is completely messed up, he said, it just concludes the fact that you don't have a ticket. He goes, and for that reason, I can't put you on the plane. Uh, okay. I'm kind of almost speechless, but literally, like, I don't know whether to start laughing, crying, cursing, bad words. I don't know what to do. I don't know. What, I, I, I said to him, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I've got a plane to catch. As you can see, time's ticking again. And I said, look, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you'll need to purchase a return ticket. I said, any purchasing I'm doing has to be refundable. He's like, we don't have any refundable tickets. I said, I ain't buying anything then. Because as I said, Barbados is not my final destination. I'm going to Grenada. He goes, well, I can't sell you a ticket from here to Grenada because it's not a product that we offer. I said, fair enough. I, I, I fully understand. But I need to get on a plane. He's like, okay, let me see if I can find you a return ticket. Um, uh, a return ticket and one that's refundable. I'm like, okay, he's like, yes, Ms. Harris, time is ticking. I said, yeah, I know. I said, it's my birthday today. He's like, oh my goodness, happy birthday. I'm like, yeah, isn't it just so happy? So he tap, tap, taps on the computer. He's like, right, calls, makes a phone call, phones a friend. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. I've got a refundable ticket for you. It is 973 US dollars. Excuse me, excuse me. 973 US dollars. What are you talking about? That's more money than any ticket I have bought on this entire journey. That's more money than the single ticket I bought from London to Brazil, then having to pay the fee because I missed my flight. This 973 US dollars is more than that. He's like, okay, but it is refundable. In what time frame and what are the penalties? He's like, it's refundable. Just refund it, you know, obviously long before the, the flight date. And, um, but you will be charged a fee of 45 US. So it'd be 9773 minus the 45. I said, fine, I can live with the 45 US dollars. That shit's getting cancelled. So he says to me, okay, tap, tap, tap. Okay, what seat would you like? Would you like aisle or window? I look at him, he's like, oh, yeah, you're not really going to be using it. It really doesn't matter. I said, no, it doesn't matter. Can I get on this plane? No, please. He's like, no problem. Sorts me out. Bless him. I completely forgotten his name. He was a true, true professional. When I say customer service at its best, at its best, 
Um, he really, really went out of his way to make sure everything lined up for me neatly. Um, and I, I'm kicking myself that I don't have his name. It's probably on a receipt somewhere. Um, but yeah, he was very, very kind. He was nice. He made sure everything went smoothly. He again says, Miss Harris, please don't stop for anything. Just make your way to security. I said, yes, I will. Made my way. No Swiss army knife in my bag. So don't have to worry about that. So get on the plane. Everything's comfortable. I land in Barbados. And my friend comes to pick me up. And then I spend 48 um, uh, impromptu hours in Barbados, which was really, really fantastic, actually. My friend, bless him, was so kind. His family was so kind. Um, they were so gracious to me as well. I just, I mean, it was the middle of the week, everybody's working. And, but he was really good to me. Went out to eat at a place called the Lucky Horse which has been in Barbados for ages. Anybody that's ever been to Barbados or knows Barbados, you know the Lucky Horse restaurant. It's a restaurant and it also has like a game space, um, arcade games and stuff like that there as well. But we just ate and had some cocktails, which was nice. Had a nice, nice shrimp curry. Oh gosh, that went down good. And even before the shrimp curry, we stopped at one of his friend's place. He has a friend, Oh, man, I can't remember his name. I'm going to mention it a little bit later in the episode. I will, I will. When I do my shout-outs, I'm going to dig out his name. I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyway, we just turned up. He has a little rum, rum shack, and he does food there as well in a place called Bathsheba. Now, anybody who's not from Barbados will pronounce this place as Bathsheba. That is how it is spelt. B-A-T-H. S-H-E-B-A, Bathsheba. But all Barbadians, all Bajans from around the globe, home and abroad, will pronounce it as Bashaba. And you may get confused, because Bashaba, Bashaba don't look like Bathsheba, but it is the exact same place, Bashaba. So he stopped at the rum shack in Bashaba, and he fried up some fish for me and served it out with some salad. Oh, my goodness. That shit was finger licking good. Oh, my goodness. It was delicious. So I was like, yeah. Um, it was delicious. I'm going to find his name because you, you need to just go to Bathsheba, sorry, Bathsheba, just to check out his place. So did that for the, that was the, that was the kind of afternoon breakfast. That was the afternoon birthday birthday lunch that was my birthday lunch and then we went to the lucky horseshoe which is in town um and had um shrimp curry which was really nice and just a couple of cocktails and then it just came back to his family's place and then the next day was friday so um i went into town with his with his mom in the morning because it's a bit of a bus ride, Bashaba to, to Bridgetown by bus on the Bashment bus. Because <laughs> it's called the Bashment bus, right? So it's a small bus, it's like 250, 250 Barbados dollars. And basically, 
it's usually packed to the rafters and then the driver is playing all kind of dancehall and soca for the entire journey, which is just brilliant and everybody's uh, vibes in. So it's all good and the bus driver and the conductor's getting a shout out on the radio because these are, you know, everybody knows them. So I rode the Bashment bus, which was cool, good fun. Got dropped off in town. So I was in Bridgetown um, by myself, which was fine. I had been to Bridgetown before. So I'd been to Barbados maybe about 12 years ago. Um, and that was also quite a quick, a quick, vague, quick vacay. My friend was getting married and I had stayed um, mainly in the Bridgetown area. So when I come on this, this, this time, and spent my time in Bashiba. I actually feel like I've never been to Barbados before because Bashiba don't look nothing like Bridgetown. Bashiba is, and I didn't get a chance to see the rest of the island, it was 40, 48 hours, but it's so beautiful in Bashiba. It's very leafy, it actually has hills, which is a bit a bit strange to say for an island that's quite flat, but it is actually hilly. It's very green and lush and quiet and very... Um, it's not unmodern, that's not what I mean, but it it's it's not it's not a city, it's not even a town, it's literally just it's like parish life. And it's nice, man, people know people and it's really nice. And whenever you're driving, whether it's the bus or in your car, you're forever tooting your horn or hailing someone or somebody's hailing you, because that's just how it is. It's a small place, everybody knows one another, very quiet and very safe. Um, as as a contrast to um, the main town or the you know, the main bridge bridge town being the main town main city capital city, very lovely place. And uh, whenever I do go back to Barbados, it's definitely a place I'd like to spend some more time at as well. And I that's something I would recommend. But bear in mind, it's a drive, people. Woo! From the airport to Bashaba, I don't care what no one says. That felt like an hour to me. It felt like an hour more. It felt like maybe an hour and a half, but locals will say differently. But anyway, I go into town on the the day after, day after my birthday. So I'm in town and I'm just mulling it around town. It didn't look that different from when I was there 12 years ago. So I felt quite comfortable and quite confident and I kind of knew my bearings. As soon as I got off the bus, I just followed the crowd. I was like, oh yeah, and there were a few little landmarks that that just um that just stood out to me. So I was fine with walking around. It was fairly busy as well, fairly busy town, but I was fine. And I got something to eat. I checked in with um, another member of the family that I was staying with just to say, hey, I'm in town. I'm going to go and find the beach and just kick it. And that's what I did. Kicked it in town. And then the evening, my friend and I, we it was Friday. So Friday in an area of Barbados called Oystens. They have a famous fish fry on a Friday. Friday, so it's like a big kind of outdoor rave up with um, or, or like a big line, let me say. So a line is like a hangout with music and food and drink. So they have a big, famous fish fry on a Friday. So I'm like, there's no way I'm coming to Barbados on this whistle-stop tour and not going to Oysters. That's just not going to happen. I'm going. So my friend was like, oh, man, 
I'm working. I don't really feel like going to Westlands. I'm like, oh, no. You better get with the program, dude. We're going. So we go make our way to Westlands. But on the route now, there's like a whole crowd of people. Rain is falling like it ain't never rained all year. So I'm thinking, is anyone even going to be out? He's like, yeah, man, people will be out. Just bring a good umbrella. So we're out. And we pass a big crowd, as I said, music thumping. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. There's the beer festival. I'm like, cool, all right. I'm not even a beer drinker anyway, really. Apart from since I've been on this journey. Hold on one minute. Sorry about that, I got interrupted again. So, yeah, as I was saying, beer festival was going on, but I'm not a big beer drinker, so I really wasn't that bothered. But obviously I was interested in the fact that loads of people are outside, music's playing, why am I not there? But I decided by hook or by crook, I'm going to Oysters because I can't come to Barbados and not go to Oysters on a Friday. That's just not, you just don't do that. So I went to Oysters and it was dead because everybody was at the beer festival, wasn't they? So we stopped, had a couple of drinks, had some food, um, caught some joke. And then we left and then we circled back to the beer festival, but it was finished by that time. The police had locked off proceedings. So anyway, I decided when I got back, I was going to look for a flight to Grenada, obviously, because that's what this episode's about. And I fell asleep on my laptop in the middle of the night. So when I jumped up early the next morning, Tap, tap, tap on the computer, found a flight, flying out that afternoon. And what was also great is uh, my goddaughter was on the island. She was on holiday with her dad. So I got to see her as well before I left, which was amazing because I knew I was flying into Barbados, but the plan was never to stop for any significant time. But I got a chance to see her en route to the airport so that was like an amazing birthday gift number whatever but it was great so like I said I found my flight to Grenada and um, I'm going to talk all about Grenada in another episode because I'm still here so I'm going to talk about Grenada in another episode Joke of the week, people. Okay, this whole episode really is the joke of, of the week. Joke of the, one of the many jokes of this journey that I've been on. But I want to tell you about what happened when I got to Barbados immigration, right? I've got to tell you about that. So, they fill in, you've got to fill in your, your landing card or whatever. And it's landing and departure card, one sheet. So anyway... It asked me for, like, my details. So I put the flight down because I just bought that big expensive ticket from American Airlines. Got all that. So it's asking me where am I staying? So I just ticked friend. Put my friend's name down. And I got his phone number. But, you know, there wasn't a place to write the phone number. So I just, you know, I had the phone number to hand. So I get to the count. Oh, that's it. I tried to, um, it's my friend's grandparents. Um, live in Barbados so 
I had visited, visited them when I visited the island 12 years ago. And my intention was just to throw down their address. Couldn't remember the address, could I? So I knew that they lived in an area called Silver Sands. I thought, shit, that should be enough. First name, Silver Sands, friend. Yeah, that's what I filled in. I get to the counter and the woman's looking at the form front and back. So where are you staying? Oh, I'm staying in Silver Sands. We're in Silver Sands. Uh, do you have a full address? Uh, okay, so what's your friend's name? Oh, there's his name. So your friend doesn't have a surname? Uh, damn. None of that information did I have to hand. None of it. I'm like, oh, shit. Do you know what? I said to her, look, I've, I've messaged him just to let him know that I've landed, but um, the message didn't deliver a while ago, so obviously there's no way of me getting contact him. And there's a sign here saying you cannot use your phone. So she says, oh, well, I can give you permission to use your phone. Yeah, okay, so you've got Wi-Fi. She's like, yeah, we have Wi-Fi. Tap, tap, tap. Tapped in the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is not working. My call is not connecting. So I'm trying to call him, message him. Nothing's happening. I messaged my friend in the UK, the one who hooked it all up. Call ain't connecting. I'm like, urgent. Help. Immigration is giving me hassle. Full address and full name required. ASAP. No delivery on the message. Shit. She's like, have you not been able to get hold of them? I'm like, no. So I'm just loitering, loitering around the immigration section, which is really not cool. Because all the security staff are just looking at me like, who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? Are you getting through with what you need to be getting through with? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just on a call. I'm, I'm at that counter. She said I could, could uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, she says to me, um, do you have a local number for your friend? I'm like, yes, yes, I do, I do. She's like, I'll give him a call and, um, and get the details. I'm like, no problem. Friend, he's like, hi. I said, oh, I'm here. He goes, oh, I'm here too. And I'm, I'm here to collect you. I'm like, cool. They're giving me hassle at immigration. What's your full address? Gives me the full address. Obviously, which is a completely different from the fake address I was attempting to put down on the, on the form, right? Gives me the full address. I'm like, cool. He's like, I gave it to your friend to give to you. I said, don't worry about it. She must have forgot. It's a cool, it's cool. You give it to me, it's all good. Got it. <laughs> Wrote it down. Get to the counter. She's like, oh, so that's not Silver Sands then? I said, no, I have some friends in Silver Sands, but the, friends, the friend who's picking me up actually lives here, Bashaba. She's like, mm-hmm, okay. Looking at the form front and back. So do you not have a full name for your friend? Uh, I'm like, he's just my friend, man. I don't, you know, we're just friends like that. Yeah, I need the full name. I will not be letting you through without it. Oh, okay. May I use the phone again? She's like, yeah, okay. Call him back. What's your full name, brother? Gives me the full name. Go back to the camp. This is taking me about half an hour now, people. We're close to 40 minutes and far off and around. And she's like, okay. Stamps the form. Let's move through. Simple shit, people. All I'm saying is, you know, I guess a little preparation would have been helpful for myself. But it wasn't that kind of trip, as you know. It's just been a crazy 48 hours. So no one was really forward thinking of full name and full address. It's like, oh, damn, I need to get here, don't I? So I can get on to the next place. Anyway, that's my joke of the week. 
This week, I want to send some shout outs to a number of people. I normally give shout outs to um, new people I'm following, new people who are following me, and any interesting finds I find on social media. But as this is, this episode is specifically about, <laughs> specifically about my birthday happenings. I just want to send a huge shout out to everybody that made made it possible. So I want to send a huge shout out to my sister from another mister, the Oliver family in BIM for taking care of me for my 48 hours in um, Barbados. Thank you so much. You were so kind and so gracious to make room for me in such a short time for someone who's a complete stranger, really, to the rest of the family. And um, a big shout out to Trevor. That's whom makes the fish in Bashaba. His fish is better than oysters. I'm not lying. It really is. The brother makes it, seasons it up, fries it up with love, people, and prepares it deliciously. Check him out. And um, I want to send a big thank you to Mike, my Grenadian brethren in the UK, and his cousin Adrian for making it possible for me to even um, have somewhere to stay in Grenada at the 11th, 11th hour. I just want to shout out all those people and all the staff that were really helpful, the American Airlines staff that were helpful in helping me out in Aruba and in and in Miami as well. Just want to thank them and just, you know, it made it all possible. That's all. I just want to say that. So I did. You know what the update on the blog is, right? I just thought I'd... Um, just say it, like I said, every episode I'm going to talk about the blog until the blog is. Right now, the blog is not, but I'm just talking about it to let you know it's coming. I'm writing it, but it just hasn't manifested in the physical form for you to see it yet. But it's coming. So yeah, I just want that's that's my blog post update. It's on its it's on its way. It just hasn't got there yet. Um, what have I been up to since the last episode? A hell of a lot. A hell of a lot, people. And they're gonna you're gonna hear about it, I promise. You're gonna hear about it. Um, I just wanna say follow me, follow the podcast on all platforms where podcasts are available. Okay? So that not you don't have to sign up to the anchor app. You really don't. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Tune in and a whole load of other places where podcasts are available. Just look for Hotfoot Roams. I am there. And um, yeah, I've got to work on my consistency. I'm not going to lie. I will take that criticism. I need to work on being more consistent. It will happen though. So um, tell a friend to tell a friend that the podcast is here. Latest episode is up. Share it with them if you want. No problem. I love all that stuff. I'm happy for all the feedback. I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who have given me feedback and encouragement and who've shared the podcast and have subscribed and just all of the love. It's really, 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 really amazing. And I'm super duper grateful. Um, I still have struggles sharing my creativity, but I'm going to keep sharing. As long as you keep listening and keep requesting it, I'm going to definitely share. So super thank you. And I'm sorry about the background noise like I said this, this is real life you know I'm not in a studio I'm just in my little hotel Transylvania room I'll tell you about that in the, in the next episode <laughs> so
So tell a friend to tell a friend that Hot Foot Rums podcast is here. It's been a nice lengthy episode this week, people, and you deserve it. Um, but we're at the close of the show. So yeah, um, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Hot Foot Rooms. And looking forward to your feedback on whatever else. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I actually enjoyed recording this episode, even though even the hurdles that I've talked about, where the there was crazy hurdles in just recording this episode. Trust me, if I, if I really told you how long it's actually taken to record this one episode, you'll be on the floor laughing. Um, and it has taken a very long time. And um, let's just say my birthday's long gone, yeah? <laughs> long gone. But yeah, we're at the close of the show. So, you know the closing quote? Not all who roam are lost. Keep roaming, people. I told you it was madness recording this show. I even messed up the quote that I put in my own show every week. Oh, my goodness. Let's start again. Let's close the show, people. So you know when you hear this quote, it's time to go. Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people. Peace.